I just wanted to kind of cast our eyes back kind of over the last few years for Cameroon. You know, it's, it's been a bit of a kind of roller coaster of a few kind of years. You know, you've, you've had a bit of infighting in Cameroon. Some players, you know, like Joel Matip have re refused to, to play for the team. But then you also had that sensational win in 2017, of course. You got kind of going all the way and winning the AFCON. Where, where do you see the squad right now in terms of kind of how is there much harmony or is the, do you have a sense that the team is together and united um, for this tournament? Well, again, I think um, the Cameroon team is not too dissimilar in terms of the European teams to the German team. We are very um, tournament dependent, dependable uh, nation. So it's kind of like you want to see the first three games to really know if uh, a group is up for it or not. Um, these guys, I think there's a lot of continuity in what we have at present. Uh, there are about six or seven players who were part of the 2017 squad that won it in Gabon, who are still young and have a lot to offer. We have less stories about infighting or disputes, a lot of those things were rooted in organization, to be honest. And I think the organization around the national team is a lot better. Um, there is a lot more space given to, or accord given to the voices of the players. And so the facilities they use, the way they travel, the way invitations are sent out, uh, even the way the team is turned over under the new coach comes out, he gives a lot of players the opportunity to play, um, which I guess for some that could have been a frustration in the past if he would fly all of 17 hours to join your national team and you don't get a minute and you have to go back to your club and you think you're deserving of some minutes, maybe not 19, uh, but you don't even get those. Some coaches in the past had stuck maybe to a core 14, core 16, but under the new coach, you get this feeling that he, he uses his squads. Um, even when some people are questioning why even some of the talent get two minutes or 20 minutes um he makes it a point to make sure everybody feels involved you know obviously the biggest talking point looking at this team is the inclusion of andre onana who you know obviously had this really horrible fluky year where he missed missed out on so much because of that drugs ban um but you know how him coming back into the squad how 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 big is that for the team both in terms of him as you know a top top level goalkeeper but also as, as a leader of the team I think it's a really, really wonderful thing. He's an amazing athlete, uh, a true professional. He's at the very top of his game. At least he was at the time where the band began and he seems to have picked up where he left off. Um, it's also very nice to see that in a position like goalkeeping, um, Africa is really experiencing uh, a fantastic period in, in history whether we're looking at people like Mendy, who's at Chelsea, or Nana at Ajax. Um, there are a lot of African goalkeepers who are stepping up to the plate. Um, they are leaders in their space. Um, and it's a very exciting time. Even in the Cameroon squad, if you're looking at goalkeepers like Apassi, who did a fantastic job in the absence of Onana, um, we're blessed with with choices. So I think it's a good 
option for the coach to have that level of quality available to him. Uh, but as a nation, I think a lot of Cameroons are very excited about having Onana back. He is one of those old school, new school guys. There's something very old school in his style, but he's very new school in his attitude. And he brings a certain energy and a great sense of leadership and a sense of responsibility to his role within the national team that can only help the other teammates who may be new to the space. And in tournament football, you need character, you need luck, but you need talent. And I think he has all three. The luck may have eluded him for nine months, but um, it seems to be back because there are other people whose careers would be done after that. But he's a lucky boy in the sense that he has the opportunity to shine at a tournament like this at a time when his contract also with Ajax is pretty much up. So he can play his way into a new contract. I mean, look, looking at the rest of the squad, kind of what jumps out to me when were the words that I think of when I look at is kind of solid, but not spectacular. You know, I see some really good players in Onguine, you know, Angisa, also Abu Bakr, who obviously scored in the final in 2017, and, and a couple others like Toko Kambe and Baskog. But I, you know, when I compare it to the teams of, you know, Senegal, Algeria, Nigeria, you know, there's not the kind of, you know, there's no Samuel Eto'o in this squad. There's no kind of star-studded players. Um, you know, how how far do you think this this Cameroonian side can go? Because like you said earlier, you know, if, if, if you know, we associate anything with Cameroon, it's tournament pedigree, you know, regardless of how good this team is, they always perform well. You know, 2017, I didn't think they had a particularly strong squad and yet they won it, you know, incredible pedigree. So how, how far do, you know, what are the expectations on them and how far do you think they can actually go? Well, I think they can go as far as the team wants to go. And home advantage is no mean, no small matter. Um, they'll have a crowd behind them that will motivate them. Um, and I think it, we must remember it's a team sport. Sometimes when you have the stellar names, you have, the issues that you alluded to at the very beginning of, of our conversation, mm -hmm. because then you have these ego brush-ups and you have maybe some friction just because one person thinks they're a bigger star than another or whatever it is. At this point in time, you really see this team and you see, you get a sense of a family, you get a sense of continuity, you get a sense of an understanding amongst themselves as to where it is they want to get to. And where they want to get to, I believe, from speaking with quite a few of the lads, is to put a smile on, on their, their fellow citizens' faces. Um, what I find particularly exciting about the team is that it is full of talent. Um, they're all really accomplished footballers in professional terms. Mm -hmm. They are not stars in the sense that we don't have the big league players again Cameroon in same numbers yes we have a triple Motting who is at Bayern Munich uh, we have a Zambo and Giza at Napoli mm -hmm. um, Toko Kambi who I absolutely love is doing phenomenal things feet and head <laughs> um, he, he speaks well he has a great understanding of the game but he's applying himself at the highest levels um, in phenomenal fashion but a lot of our talents are young men like Nuhu Tolu uh, or even uh, the, the young right back Baizo, Olivier, who are playing out in the MLS. Mm -hmm. uh, these are new world leagues. Um, they're spaces that, have, that accommodate talent in the same way Europe used to in the 80s and the 90s. 
but the difference is with a very Eurocentric view we have of football at present, we tend to look just within that European space and we say we don't have the stars because mm-hmm. they're not in that Eurocentric space. But uh, a talent like Christian Bassadog mm-hmm. is, is still the player he was in 2017. As a matter of fact, he's a better player than he was in 2017. But we would interpret the level of play he has at present to be lesser simply because he's in China and we have an attitude that would disrespect that particular space. But the individual's talent hasn't evaporated. His sense of professionalism has only increased. His confidence in self and in his talents has also increased. And I think with a coach like this who hasn't stopped bringing in talents from across the globe, uh, Coach Constantin is also demonstrating the ability for a nation to have a truly global team. So the Lions now are almost what we would dare say global. You have enough of that Cameroonian essence in them, mm-hmm. but they are a true part and a true belonging of the world. And I think because they have this sense of togetherness, they have the potential to go as far as they choose to and as far as their supporters also encourage them to get to. So tournament football needs that little bit of luck. Uh, if they get the rub of the green and they they the sun's too hot, but you get that 1-0 victory and you skip on to the next stages or to the next rounds, when you get to that knockout stage, then it's as good as whoever's in front of you. So people hope, but uh, there is a little sense of belief as well, because if you look at the results on the countryside, they have spoken for themselves, not many defeats. They may not have as many victories, but they're a hard team to beat. And if they're also going to be playing at home, I want to believe they'd be even harder to beat. And that's what tournament football really is about. <laughs>